0: I'm Ted O'Connell, one of the authors of Crush Step One, the ultimate USMLE Step One review, along with my co authors, Ryan Pedigo and Thomas Blair. I am also the chief content officer for Inside the Boards. This is the Crush Step One podcast based on the second edition of our best selling book. The goal is to provide you high yield and high quality audio content of the book to help you study on the go and reclaim some of the time in your day.
1: This is Nick Nissen recording the Hematology Oncology chapter. Clotting Factor Deficiencies Clotting factor deficiencies result in clinical findings similar to the small vessel bleeds seen in platelet disorders in addition to large vessel bleeding like hemarthroses or bleeding into the joints, retroperitoneal bleeding, and deep muscular bleeding. These deficiencies lead to decreased production of thrombin and reduced amount of fibrin plug formation at the site of injury. As a result, a weak platelet plug is made, causing delayed and spontaneous bleeding, especially after surgery, with a predisposition for soft tissue and interarticular bleeding. Clotting factor deficiencies can be hereditary or acquired. Hemophilia A Hemophilia A is a hereditary X-linked recessive disorder that results in decreased production of factor VIII and is the most common hemophilia. The severity of the disease is dictated by the factor VIII activity of the patient, with symptomatic forms having less than 25% activity. These patients most commonly suffer from acute hemarthrosis, traumatic or spontaneous, leading to chronic hemophilic arthropathy. Blood proteases in the synovial space will destroy the joint cartilage. An increased PTT, normal BT, and normal PT will be seen. The diagnosis is confirmed by evaluation with the specific clotting factor assay for factor VIII. Treatment is with desmopressin acetate, which increases release of sequestered factor VIII in mild cases, or chronic infusions of recombinant factor VIII in severe cases. Hemophilia B. Hemophilia B, also known as Christmas disease, is a hereditary X-linked recessive disorder that results in decreased production of factor IX and is clinically indistinguishable from hemophilia A. Signs and symptoms are the same as hemophilia A. The diagnosis is made by a specific clotting factor assay for factor 9. Mnemonic, hemophilia is not a B9 or benign, which rhymes with factor 9 condition. Vitamin K deficiency. Clotting factors 2, 7, 9, and 10, and protein C and protein S, in the coagulation cascade are vitamin K-dependent. Vitamin K, a fat-soluble vitamin, is required for the gamma-carboxylation via epoxide reductase in the liver that takes place to allow these clotting factors to function properly. In adults, vitamin K deficiency is usually a result of fat malabsorption from pancreatic insufficiency or small bowel disease, such as celiac or Crohn's disease. In newborns, deficiency is caused by lack of colonization by vitamin K-producing bacteria, and breast milk does not contain vitamin K. This is why newborns require an intramuscular injection of vitamin K at birth. Liver disease. Proper liver function is required for the synthesis and clearance of all coagulation proteins. Patients with liver disease have impaired production of all coagulation factors. Of note, liver disease leads to decreased epoxide reductase activity and subsequent gamma-carboxylation of vitamin K-dependent clotting factors. These patients also develop portal hypertension, leading to splenomegaly, and platelet sequestration, a double hit. As a result, an increase in PT, PTT, and BT will be seen. Hereditary Thrombosis Syndromes Hereditary Thrombosis Syndromes are autosomal dominant disorders that lead to hypercoagulability. Patients will present with episodes of deep venous thrombosis and pulmonary emboli at a very young age, or multiple episodes. These include factor V Leiden, AT3 deficiency, and protein C and protein S deficiencies. Factor V Leiden. Factor V Leiden is the most common of the hereditary thrombosis syndromes and is characterized by a mutation in the factor V protein that makes it resistant to inactivation by APC. This leads to increased levels of factor Va and increased thrombin formation. Alone, it confirms a relatively low risk of thrombosis but when coupled with other risk factors eg smoking pregnancy oral contraceptive pills or ocp use it can increase the likelihood of thrombosis protein c and protein s deficiency normally apc helps inactivate factors 5a and 8a halting clot formation if there is no apc to inactivate factors 5a and 8a thrombin formation will increase leading to thrombosis Deficiency in protein C confers a very serious risk of thrombosis. Therefore, patients should be started on anticoagulation therapy immediately. Protein C deficiency, a heterozygous defect because a homozygous abnormality is incompatible with life, is associated with warfarin skin necrosis, a disorder that occurs when patients are started on warfarin therapy. As a result, treat with heparin first and then start low-dose warfarin slowly titrate up to therapeutic levels to prevent this complication. Warfarin skin necrosis, or hemorrhagic skin necrosis, occurs because protein C has a shorter half-life, 6 hours, than all other vitamin K-dependent clotting factors. Individuals with protein C deficiency have less than 50% protein C activity. When they are given warfarin, warfarin stops the hepatic production of vitamin K-dependent clotting factors in protein C and S. Their protein C levels drop to zero within six hours. Because the half life of the other vitamin K dependent clotting factors is longer than six hours, there will be a window of time during which the individual has no protein C activity, therefore no anticoagulation, while still having vitamin K dependent clotting factor activity. Also, during this window of time, the individual will not be able to inactivate factors 5A and 8A, leading to a so called double hit hypercoagulable state, at least until the remaining vitamin K-dependent clotting factors in the circulation degrade based on their half-lives. Antithrombin 3 deficiency. Antithrombin 3 is an inhibitor of each of the activated coagulation cascade enzymes, primarily factors 2A and 10A. Heparin enhances the inhibitory ability of antithrombin 3. Individuals with antithrombin-3 deficiency are heterozygous for a mutation that results in reduced antithrombin-3 activity. Persons with this deficiency do not display an increase in PTT after injection with a standard dose of heparin. Higher doses of heparin are required to reach its anticoagulant effect because not all the circulating antithrombin-3 in these individuals is functional. This is a severe prothrombotic disorder that requires lifelong anticoagulation therapy. Treatment is to give the patient higher doses of heparin to overcome the deficiency and act as a bridge over to warfarin. White blood cell neoplastic proliferation WBC neoplasms are primarily categorized into leukemias and lymphomas. Initially, they were believed to be separate entities, but the line often blurs between the two. Leukemias are WBC neoplasms that generally present with widespread malignant involvement of the bone marrow and a large number of tumor cells in the peripheral blood. These cells often infiltrate normal tissues such as the liver, spleen, and lymph nodes. They are subdivided into acute and chronic leukemias. Acute leukemias are characterized by the presence of numerous immature tumor cells or blast cells in the bone marrow and circulation. Chronic leukemias have a more indolent course and usually affect adults. The widespread bone marrow infiltration by leukemia often leads to marrow failure, resulting in anemia, thrombocytopenia, and neutropenia or pancytopenia. Lymphomas are WBC neoplasms that generally proliferate in discrete tissue masses outside the bone marrow and typically present as a solid tumor in the lymph nodes. They are subdivided into Hodgkin lymphoma which has a presence of Reed-Sternberg cells, and non-Hodgkin lymphoma, which lack Reed-Sternberg cells. Leukemias. Acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or ALL. ALL is a neoplastic disorder involving the immature B or T cells, or lymphoblasts. Patients with ALL typically present within days or weeks of onset of symptoms, which is an acute onset. The malignant pre B and pre T lymphoblasts seen on peripheral smear are morphologically indistinguishable, so the subclassification of ALL is dependent on immunophenotyping. Most ALLs, about 85%, are precursor B cell or pre B cell tumors that typically manifest in childhood with extensive bone marrow and variable peripheral blood involvement. The precursor T cell variant occurs in adolescents and usually presents with the mediastinal mass. Most cases of ALL occur in those younger than 15 years old. Mnemonic to remember ALL is common in children, is that all kids get ALL. The eventual marrow failure that occurs in ALL results in many of the clinical findings, such as general weakness and fatigue from anemia frequent infections from neutropenia, and excessive bruising and bleeding from thrombocytopenia. Other symptoms result from the voluminous numeric proliferation of the neoplastic pre-B cells or pre-T blast cells, enlarged lymph nodes, hepatosplenomegaly, splenomegaly, bone and joint pain, and altered mental status or headaches from central nervous system or CNS metastases. Testicular enlargement from spread to the testicles may be present in males. Relapses and spread of this disease may occur in the testes and CNS. Laboratory findings. Increased WBC count greater than 100,000 or less than 10,000 cells per millimeter cubed. Usually, the higher the white count, the worse the prognosis. Low hemoglobin anemia may be normocytic or macrocytic if the folate level is low low platelets or thrombocytopenia, a peripheral blood smear with many blast cells, lymphoblasts have condensed chromatin, indented nuclei, minimal cytoplasm, and no granules. Bone marrow biopsy is diagnostic if more than 20% blasts are seen. Normal marrow cells may be completely replaced by malignant cells. Immunohistochemical testing, terminal deoxynucleotidyl transferase or TDT, or common acute lymphoblastic leukemia antigen, or CALLA, positive findings. TDT is a protein that is a marker for pre-B cells and pre-T cells, which are a sign of immaturity. Cytogenetics: the most common translocation is a T1221, and it incurs a good prognosis. Treatment. With aggressive chemotherapy, More than 90% of children with ALL achieve complete remission, and at least two-thirds can be considered cured. Figure 11.27 demonstrates blast cells of ALL, showing condensed chromatin, indented nuclei, minimal cytoplasm, and no granules. Chronic lymphocytic leukemia, or CLL, and small lymphocytic lymphoma, or SLL. CLL and SLL are disorders of the malignant proliferation of B cells. These two diseases are almost indistinguishable and differ only in the degree of peripheral blood lymphocytosis. In CLL, most malignant cells are in the circulation or marrow, whereas in SLL, they are localized to focal masses, nodal or extranodal. In other words, it is called SLL if cancer is confined to the lymph nodes or CLL, if blood cells are found in the peripheral blood. This is the most common type of leukemia and is considered a disease of older adults, with an average age of onset being 60 years. Men are more commonly affected with a 2 to 1 male to female ratio. The onset of the disease is insidious, and individuals are often asymptomatic at presentation. Patients will have an incidentally elevated WBC on routine CBC. Symptomatic patients often display the following, painless lymphadenopathy, have a high suspicion in an older man with lymphadenopathy, patosplenomegaly in 50-60% to 60% of cases, fatigue or weakness from anemia, infection from hypogammaglobulinemia, bleeding from thrombocytopenia can all be present. Anemia can result from bone marrow infiltration of malignant cells overwhelming normal hematopoietic cells or, in some cases, the development of hemolytic anemia. Hypogammaglobulinemia can result from disruption of normal immune function through uncertain mechanisms and contributes to increased susceptibility to infection. Laboratory findings. Increased WBC count and other CBC findings are similar to what is seen in ALL Peripheral smear shows few to no blast cells. The smear contains increased number of small round lymphocytes with scant cytoplasm. These cells are fragile and are often disrupted in the process of making smears, producing so-called smudge cells. Bone marrow biopsy results indicate less than 10% blast cells. Some patients may have a monoclonal Ig spike. Figure 11.28 demonstrates smudge cells which are fragile lymphocytes of CLL disrupted in the preparation of a peripheral smear. Immunohistochemical testing. Tumor cells express B-cell markers CD19 and CD20. Tumor cells also express CD5 on B-cells. This aids the diagnosis because CD5 is usually only present on normal T-cells. CD5 on a B-cell identifies it as malignant. Cytogenetics. Unlike most other lymphoid malignancies, chromosomal translocations are rare in CLL and SLL. Treatment. Because CLL progresses slowly, the goal of treatment is often to control symptoms created by the disease rather than curing it. Average survival is four to six years, but patients with a minimal initial tumor burden can survive for longer than 10 years. Remember, for CLL, Look for smudge cells on peripheral smear. Acute myelogenous leukemia, or AML. AML is a neoplasm of the myeloid line of blood cells and is the most common acute leukemia in adults. Because a myeloid cell line produces a variety of cells, AML is a heterogeneous disease with many subtypes. The median age at diagnosis is 65 years old. Most AMLs are associated with acquired genetic alterations that inhibit terminal myeloid differentiation. As a result, normal marrow elements are replaced by relatively undifferentiated blast cells. The accumulation of these immature neoplastic myeloid precursor blast cells in the marrow suppresses the remaining normal hematopoietic progenitor cells by physical replacement. The eventual failure of normal hematopoiesis results in anemia, neutropenia, and thrombocytopenia, which cause most of the major clinical complications of AML. As a result, the aim of treatment is to clear the bone marrow of the neoplastic cells, thus permitting normal hematopoiesis. The progression of AML is rapid and can be fatal in weeks to months if left untreated. A common type of AML that is seen and tested on the United States Medical Licensing Examination, or USMLE, is acute promyelocytic leukemia, or APL, also known as M3 AML under the French American British system, which has distinctive histologic characteristics and a different treatment. Although the FAB system has eight different subtypes of AML, which include M0 through M7, APL M3 is a most Important to recognize because of these differences. Clinical and laboratory findings. The onset of the disease is acute, with most patients presenting within weeks to a few months with symptoms related to anemia, fatigue, neutropenia, fever, and thrombocytopenia from spontaneous mucosal and cutaneous bleeding. The leukemic cells often release procoagulant and fibrinolytic factors, usually seen in acute promyelocytic leukemia APL or M3AML, with some patients presenting with DIC. Lymphadenopathy is rare in AML. It helps distinguish it from ALL. Some patients present with the swelling of the gums, usually in acute monocytic leukemia, previously M5AML, from gum tissue infiltration of leukemic cells. A peripheral blood smear will have increased myeloblast cells. Several types of myeloid blasts are recognized and can be seen in individual patients. Myeloblasts have delicate nuclear chromatin, two to four nuclei, voluminous cytoplasm compared with lymphoblasts, and peroxidase-positive granules. Cells will often contain hour rods, splinter-shaped structures that represent abnormal azurophilic granules, which are burgundy-colored, peroxidase-positive granules, especially in APL. Our rods are not present in ALL or chronic myelogenous leukemia or CML, helping distinguish these two disorders from AML. A bone marrow biopsy result will show more than 20% myeloid blast cells. Figure 11.29 demonstrates our rods in a patient with APL. Immunohistochemical testing. Because it is often difficult to distinguish myeloblasts morphologically from lymphoblasts in some cases, the diagnosis of AML is typically confirmed by staining cells for myeloid-specific surface markers. The T1517 translocation of the retinoic acid receptor alpha-RARA to the promyelocytic leukemia protein PML is associated with APL leading to abnormal retinoic acid metabolism, making APL responsive to all trans-retinoic acid treatment. Treatment. First-line treatment is chemotherapy, which is divided into two phases, induction and consolidation. Induction therapy is geared towards reducing the number of leukemic cells to undetectable levels. Cytarabine and donorubicin are used for induction therapy with 70% of patients achieving remission with this protocol. Consolidation therapy is geared towards eradicating residual disease and ultimately achieving a cure. Consolidation therapy consists of aggressive chemotherapy with or without radiation. High-dose all-trans retinoic acid is used for patients with APL. As a reminder, treatment of APL is with all trans-retinoic acid. Chronic Myelogenous Leukemia, CML CML is a leukemia and myeloproliferative disorder that results in the proliferation of myeloid cells capable of terminal differentiation, i.e. mature myeloid cells. This myeloproliferative disorder is commonly associated with the BCR-ABL-T922 translocation or Philadelphia chromosome. The resultant translocation of the BCR gene on chromosome 9 to the ABL gene on chromosome 22 creates a fusion protein with constitutively active tyrosine kinase activity. More than 90% of CML cases will display this Philadelphia chromosome on karyotyping. The BCR-ABL fusion gene continuously activates a cascade of proteins that control the cell cycle, causing unregulated myeloproliferation. Additionally, the BCR-ABL fusion protein inhibits DNA repair, resulting in genomic instability and increases susceptibility to further genetic mutations. The unregulated proliferation of leukemic cells overcrowds the bone marrow and prevents normal cell production. Normal bone marrow is usually about 50% cellular and 50% fat. The marrows of CML patients are usually 100% cellular, with maturing granulocytic precursors comprising most of the increased cellularity. The onset of symptoms is insidious and nonspecific, with many patients being asymptomatic at diagnosis. Incidentally, elevated WCs on routine CBC can be seen. Some patients present with mild anemia and hypermetabolism because of increased cell turnover, leading to easy fatigability, weakness, weight loss, and anorexia. As a reminder, CML is defined by the BCR-ABL gene. Treat with Gleevec. Clinical and Laboratory Findings. Splenomegaly is common with some patients presenting with left-sided pain. Generalized painless lymphadenopathy can be present. Anemia and thrombocytopenia occur in 50% of patients. WBC count is increased, around 50,000 to 200,000 cells per millimeter cubed. Thrombocytosis may be seen in up to 50% of patients with CML, as opposed to most leukemia, which present with thrombocytopenia. CML is often suspected on the basis of the CBC, with increased numbers of granulocytes of all types. Peripheral smear will show a mix of neutrophils, metamyelocytes, and other mature myelocytes, as well as increased levels of basophils and eosinophils. Elevated levels of basophils and eosinophils, along with mature myeloid cells, help distinguish CML from leucamoid reaction. Another differentiation from leukemoid reaction is that CML does not have elevated levels of LAP. Levels are decreased in CML. Definitive diagnosis is made with polymerase chain reaction or PCR analysis revealing BCR-ABL fusion protein. Very few, less than 10% of myoblasts are seen on peripheral smear and bone marrow biopsy. A blast crisis may occur later in the evolution of CML. These events are characterized by an increased number of greater than 20% myeloblasts or lymphoblasts in the blood or marrow. These blasts will not contain our rods, helping distinguish a CML blast crisis from AML. Blast crisis behaves like an acute leukemia. Bone marrow biopsy results will be hypercellular, but diagnosis is mainly made by PCR assay. Cytogenetics. 90% of patients will have a translocation 922. Treatment. Imatinib mesylate, or Gleevec, is a first-line treatment. It is a tyrosine kinase inhibitor and helps halt the progression of CML in most patients, allowing for regrowth of normal marrow. Overall survival 5-year rate is 90% in patients on imatinib. The natural history of CML is one of slow progression, and even without treatment, a median survival of 3 years can be expected. After a variable period averaging 3 years, approximately 50% of patients enter an accelerated phase during which there is increasing anemia and thrombocytopenia and sometimes voluminous peripheral blood basophilia or a blast crisis. Eventually, patients exhibit increasing episodes of an accelerated phase or blast crisis. Allogenic bone marrow transplantation is another treatment. Leucomoid reaction. Leucomoid reaction is defined as an exaggerated response to stress or infection that leads to a markedly elevated WBC count as opposed to a primary blood malignancy such as leukemia. The white count is typically elevated to more than 50,000 cells per millimeter cubed, with a significant increase in neutrophils, lymphocytes, and or eosinophils. Leucomoid reactions with neutrophil precursors, i.e. band forms, are the most common. The term increased white count with left shift is often used to describe an elevated WBC count with a predominant increase in neutrophil precursors or band forms, which is usually a sign of infection. It is important to differentiate this from acute and chronic leukemias. In leukemoid reactions, a mix of mature myelocytes, metamyelocytes, promyelocytes, and myeloblasts are seen in the peripheral blood smear. This is different than an acute leukemia in which a predominance of immature myeloid cells is seen. The blood smears in CML and leukemoid reaction are similar, with a few exceptions. In a leukemoid reaction, the LAP level is elevated because the leukocytes are functioning normally. Malignant cells have lost the ability to produce LAP. CML more commonly has basophilia and eosinophilia in the peripheral smear, along with an increase in other mature myeloid cells. CML will be Philadelphia chromosome positive. Hairy cell leukemia, or HCL. HCL is a rare B-cell neoplasm that predominantly affects middle-aged white men, with a 4.1 male-to-female ratio. Its name derives from the morphologic appearance of the leukemic cells, which have fine hair-like cytoplasmic projections. The bone marrow is always involved in this disease, leading to marrow failure and pancytopenia, anemia, thrombocytopenia, and neutropenia. The spleen is another common site of proliferation, with almost 90% of patients presenting with splenomegaly sometimes the only clinical finding. Interestingly, this is the only leukemia that presents without lymphadenopathy. Examination of the bone marrow will demonstrate diffuse proliferation of tumor cells that stain positive for tartrate-resistant acid phosphatase, or TRAP, which clinches the diagnosis. Not all patients require treatment. This is usually reserved for highly symptomatic disease. Treatment success does not depend on treating the disease at an early stage. HCL is very responsive to purine analog treatment, as in cladribine and pentostatin. Remember, a TRAP-positive stain is diagnostic of HCL. Figure 11.30 demonstrates the fine hair-like cytoplasmic projections of hairy cell leukemia. Figure 11.31 demonstrates Reed-Sternberg cells multinucleated giant cells with two mirror image nuclei, known as owl's eyes, each with an eosinophilic nucleus. These are characteristic of Hodgkin lymphoma. Lymphomas. Hodgkin lymphoma. Hodgkin lymphoma is a distinct type of lymphoma characterized by the orderly spread of Hodgkin cells from lymph node group to lymph node group and the presence of Reed-Sternberg cells. These features help differentiate it from non-Hodgkin lymphoma, a group of disorders that spread in a less predictable manner and do not have Reed-Sternberg cells. The Reed-Sternberg cell is a multinucleated giant cell, usually with two mirror-image nuclei known as Alzheimer's eyes, each with an eosinophilic nucleolus. These cells are usually transformed germinal center B cells and have a CD30 and CD15 immunophenotype. RSCs or Reed-Sternberg cells, release factors that recruit reactive lymphocytes, histiocytes, granulocytes, or eosinophils, and plasma cells, which make up most of the cellularity of the tumors. RSCs can also take a variety of forms and help in the diagnosis of Hodgkin lymphoma. There are four major subtypes of Hodgkin lymphoma based on the RSC morphology and the characteristics of the cell infiltrate seen in the lymph nodes, i.e. the cell composition surrounding the Reed Sternberg cell. These include nodular sclerosing, which is the most common subtype named for the prominent collagen fibrosis or sclerosis surrounding the scattered few Reed Sternberg cells and lacunar cells, which are a variant of Reed Sternberg cells seen in this subtype. It occurs more commonly in women. Mediastinal lymph nodes are usually involved and is usually EBV negative. Patients commonly present at stage one or two. Nodular sclerosing Hodgkin's lymphoma has a good prognosis. Next is mixed cellularity type, which is the second most common subtype and is named for the prominence of numerous RSCs admixed mixed with numerous inflammatory cells, as in lymphocytes, histiocytes, eosinophils, and plasma cells, without surrounding sclerosis. This subtype may display the mononuclear variant Reed-Sternberg cell and is usually seen in men older than 50 years. This type is commonly associated with EBV infection. It presents with increased eosinophils, histiocytes, and plasma cells. Next is the lymphocyte-depleted subtype, which is a rare subtype named for the presence of numerous RSCs with few surrounding inflammatory cells, few lymphocytes, histiocytes, eosinophils, and plasma cells. Most cases that used to be diagnosed under this subtype have now been recategorized as a variant of nodular sclerosis Hodgkin's lymphoma or as a variant of a diffuse large cell non Hodgkin's lymphoma. This subtype also occurs in men older than fifty years old or in HIV positive individuals. It is the most aggressive form of Hodgkin's lymphoma and patients often present with disseminated disease. This is the worst prognosis of all ye Hodgkin lymphoma subtypes. Lymphocyte predominant is a rare subtype that is often confused with nodular lymphocyte predominant B cell non Hodgkin's lymphoma because it is difficult to find typical Reed Sternberg cells. Lymphohysiocytic variant RSC or popcorn cells may be seen. As a result, it is not considered a typical Hodgkin lymphoma. It usually presents in young men with asymptomatic cervical or supraclavicular lymphadenopathy. The immunophenotype is usually negative for CD20, CD15, CD30, and EBV. The subtype has the most favorable prognosis. The most common sign of Hodgkin's lymphoma is painless cervical or supraclavicular lymphadenopathy. Mediastinal lymph nodes may also be affected and are seen in a chest radiograph. Hodgkin's lymphoma rarely affects the Waldeyer ring of the tonsils and adenoids or mesenteric nodes, whereas these lymph nodes are more often affected in non-Hodgkin's lymphomas. Hodgkin's lymphoma presents with constitutional B symptoms, symptoms that affect many different organ systems of the body, such as low-grade fever, night sweats, weight loss, fatigue, and malaise. Constitutional symptoms are usually a marker for advanced disease, stages 3 or 4, with earlier stages often being asymptomatic. Gross splenomegaly is rare in Hodgkin's lymphoma and more commonly occurs in non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Half of patients with Hodgkin's lymphoma are associated with an EBV infection, but the precise contribution of EBV remains unknown. Hodgkin's lymphoma is more commonly seen in whites than blacks. The age distribution is bimodal, affecting the young 20s and older 50s or greater with average age at diagnosis being 32 years old. All subtypes except nodular sclerosing affect men more commonly than women. Hodgkin's lymphoma is diagnosed based on lymph node biopsy and the following: one, the presence of the diagnostic Reed-Sternberg cells; or two, the presence of a variant Reed-Sternberg cell with the background of reactive inflammatory cells such as lymphocytes, histiocytes, eosinophils, and plasma cells. Clinical and laboratory findings: there'll be a normocytic anemia painless enlargement of a single group of contiguous lymph nodes, usually above the diaphragm. So remember, the Hodgkin's lymphoma characteristics is that there are Reed-Sternberg cells present, orderly spread from lymph node to lymph node group, constitutional B symptoms in advanced disease, and rare splenomegaly. The types of Hodgkin's lymphoma, remember, are nodular sclerosing, which is the most common, mixed cellularity, lymphocyte depleted, and lymphocyte predominant. The treatment for Hodgkin's lymphoma is based on clinical stage. Clinical stage of Hodgkin's lymphoma is more important for prognosis than subtype of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Standard of treatment is the ABVD chemotherapy regimen for 6-8 to months. A stands for adriamycin or doxorubicin, B for bleomycin, V for vimblastin, and D for dicarbazine. Non-Hodgkin lymphoma, or NHL. NHL is a broad category of B-cell, occasionally T-cell, blood cancers that include all lymphomas except for Hodgkin lymphomas. NHL is classified into different categories based on the normal cell type and that most resembles the tumor. For example, a lymphoma composed of cells that resemble cells of the normal mantle zone of the lymphoid follicle is called mantle cell lymphoma. There are three large groups of NHL, B cells, T cells, and NK cell lymphomas. B and T cell tumors will be discussed later in detail, but in general, NK cell tumors are rarely tested on step 1. B cell tumors include SLL, follicular lymphoma, diffuse large B cell lymphoma, Mantle cell lymphoma, Burkitt lymphoma, extranodal marginal zone B cell lymphoma, or mucosa-associated lymphoid tissue lymphoma, or MALT lymphoma. T cell tumors include adult T cell lymphoma and mycosis fungoides, known as Czerny syndrome. NK cell tumors include extranodal NK cell lymphoma, blastic NK cell lymphoma. Non-Hodgkin lymphomas account for almost 60% of adult, mostly B-cell type, and childhood mostly T-cell or Burkitt lymphomas. They are often associated with immune suppression, e.g. HIV, chronic steroid therapy. NHLs are distinguished from Hodgkin lymphoma by the fact that they do not produce Reed-Sternberg cells. Lymphadenopathy usually presents in multiple groups of peripheral lymph nodes, and there may be extranodal tumor involvement. Unlike Hodgkin's lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma does not spread in a contiguous manner. Patients are less likely to develop constitutional B symptoms on presentation. Common risk factors associated with the development of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma include the following. EBV infection, which is also a risk factor for Hodgkin lymphoma. Human T-cell leukemia virus type 1 or HTLV1, adult T-cell lymphoma or leukemia. Hepatitis C infection, Heliobacter pylori, and Malt lymphoma, immune suppression or AIDS, prior high-dose radiation therapy, treatment of Hodgkin's lymphoma often is a risk factor for the development of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. B-cell lymphomas. Follicular lymphoma, or FL, this is one of the most common B-cell lymphomas, encompassing 45% of adult lymphomas with adult forms of non-Hodgkin's lymphomas in the United States. Follicular lymphoma cells closely resemble the normal germinal center B-cells of the lymphoid follicle. The tumor actually forms follicles like normal tissue. As a result, it can be confused microscopically with physiologically reactive follicular hyperplasia, except that the follicles in follicular lymphoma do not generally Respect the normal anatomic architecture of the lymph node, and nodal architecture is effaced by nodular expansion. Microscopically, you will see a predominantly nodular or nodular and diffuse growth pattern in the involved lymph node. Figure 11.32 demonstrates follicles effacing lymph node architecture in follicular lymphoma. Nodules vary in size and contain two principal cell types, predominantly small lymphocytes with cleaved nuclei or centrocytes, along with variable numbers of larger cells with vesicular chromatin and prominent nucleoli or centroblasts. A key hallmark of classic follicular lymphoma is a T1418 translocation that fuses the IgH locus of chromosome 14 onto the BCL2 locus on chromosome 18, leading to increased BCL2 expression an anti-apoptosis gene and inhibition of cell apoptosis. Histologic transformation may occur in 30% to 50% of follicular lymphomas, most often to diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Patients will usually present during middle age with men and women affected equally. Follicular lymphoma usually follows an indolent, waxing, and waning course. Patients typically present with painless generalized lymphadenopathy. Treatment. This disease is incurable, and treatment is variable depending on age, stage, and prognostic scores. Survival is also variable, with median survival from 7 to 9 years. Asymptomatic patients may benefit from a watchful waiting approach. Because this disease is not improved by aggressive therapy, The usual clinical approach is to palliate patients with low-dose chemotherapy or radiation when they become symptomatic.
0: With that, we wrap up today's episode of the Crush Step 1 podcast. A big thank you to Elsevier Incorporated, the publishing company behind Crush Step 1, as well as all of my other books, for allowing us to put out this book in podcast format. Thank you for joining us, and please check out our other chapters.